Hello and welcome back to the Quality Sense podcast, a place to improve your senses for software quality and so much more. I'm your host, Federico Toledo, and today I will have a very special guest. He's a co-host of the Testing Peers podcast, as well as an advocate for bridging the gap between academia and industry. Having been a university professor myself, I found we had quite a lot in common. Simon Prior is a senior test manager at EasyJet uh, with many years of experience in testing and management. Not only that, but he helps run a meetup group, Ministry of Testing Buckinghamshire, and started the hashtag MakeATester to increase awareness outside the testing bubble about careers in our field. In this episode, we discussed how to form more people in STEM with the skills needed to become great testers and how to make our profession more well known to those who have yet to graduate from university. Enjoy the interview. Hello, Simon. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Really, really happy that yesterday I got my first shot. Uh, oh, so excellent. Yeah, um, everyone in my family's got it apart from me, so I'm still waiting for my first one. So, okay, but it's going to to come for everyone, I hope. Fingers so, crossed. Thank you for for accepting the invitation. I'm really excited about uh, talking to another uh, podcast host. Uh, tell us, <laughs> tell us about testing peers, please. Yeah, so um, testing peers is a podcast on testing and leadership. There's four of us that that co-host it. There's uh, Myself, Chris Armstrong, Russell Craxford, and David Maynard. Um, and it started um, about three, four years ago. Chris reached out to a whole load of people who were in a situation where they may be the only tester in their company or the only person that seemed to care about quality or had no one to hold them to account on testing-related issues. And we came together. It started off as a WhatsApp group, and then it became a Slack channel. And we started talking about doing a blog, a collaborative blog where we all interacted and did did these blog posts and then I came up with the idea well why don't we just do a podcast and it took a bit of convincing we started the channel in about June 2019 we started this slack channel and talking about doing a podcast and then in May 2020 we released the first episode so you can see there's about nine months where I'm like come on we can do this it'd be worth doing and they were starting to get on board and we started designing logos and talking about topics and we now have a Trello board with about 50 or so plus topics to get through. Wow. Um, we have a Patreon. We're on, you know, got a sponsor. We're, we're, we're trying to take over the world and testing and leadership. And it's, it's, it's an enjoyment as well. Um, Wednesday nights, we sit down, all of us, with a beer or two, and we record from our homes over Zoom for a couple of hours. And it's it's a yeah. social thing as much as anything else. So, yeah, yeah so it's, it's good fun. Yeah, it's a social thing and you're learning and enjoying a, a good conversation with friends. So absolutely sounds amazing. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's good fun. So um, tell us also what are you doing nowadays and, and uh, how did you end up working in software testing? Yeah, um, so I started my journey. I left university in 2007. Um, I was a researcher on a cyber security cyber crime project to start with um researching how we could profile criminals between different 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 stuff online and then i moved into cyber security um i worked for mcafee for 12 years i started as a developer a graduate developer but i worked on a team 
where every other developer had 10 to 15 years experience. And there was me as a complete newbie, which was great to learn, but it also meant I was the one that would get stuck in the build room, figuring the build scripts in Ant or, or, or working on Unix uh, build, build scripts rather than getting to develop the code of the software because they were the experienced ones. They knew how to do the development. So I get the little bug fixes here and there, but I never really got the full meaty development activity. So I started picking up more of the testing tasks in the sprints. And as I learned to find more testing tasks, I learned I, I enjoyed testing a lot more and started picking up writing the, the automation scripts in Perl or, or developing the new features, um, to the testing for the new features. And eventually in 2010, I switched over to QA, started as a QA engineer, um, worked across several different teams in, in McAfee, became a QA lead, eventually into QA management. And then I've moved on a couple of roles since where I've taken more senior QA roles on. And I'm, I'm now a I'm senior test manager at, at EasyJet. So it's it's taken its time, but I now sort of look after all of digital testing at EasyJet. And that's that's my main focus. Cool. So back in, in 2016, you initiated a, a movement or, or a thing called Make a Tester. Yes. What is it about? Yeah, so that started because um, I got asked to do a careers talk at my the university I went to, and um, they were interested in, in because um, they knew I worked in the software industry. They wanted me to come back and do a careers talk, and as soon as they they, they then dived into, so what is it you actually do within the software industry? And I said I'm in software QA. Um, I can come and talk about QA, and they were like, oh, oh, not sure about that. That's that's not really something we cover on our syllabus. Um, would you like to come and do a special interest talk instead? And I was like, nah, that's not really what I was pointing out. I was like, we need more people in testing. Um, so I was happy to come and do a careers talk. Um, so I backed out of doing the careers talk. And then I started researching the universities. And I researched all the 25 top universities in the UK, spoke to the head of departments, uh, researched their syllabuses. And out of the whole top, top 25 universities, only one university had a module on software testing and software quality. And the let, rest... Let me guess, it was optional, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was a second or third year module that was optional. It wasn't a core module at all. Um, this was for... The, and, you know, I, I then reached out to find out more. And there was some modules, some of them had modules where they did software engineering and they taught unit testing as part of the software engineering life cycle. But there was not very little about testing as a whole. So then I was like, well, that explains why when we go to careers fairs and try and hire graduates that no one's no one knows what testing is. So then why do why do you think people fall into testing later on? Because they don't get it as an option to start with. So they have to the only way they get into testing is by falling into it. So that then led me to going to the community and saying, okay, Test, universities aren't helping us with training for testers. How do we therefore um, get people interested in testing roles? What skills should we look for when hiring a tester? Or what skills should they develop? And I, I created the hashtag make a tester. I, I started a meetup, uh, the, the meetup that I run, I ran a whiteboarding session at that point about you know what skills can we look for in testers? And I created this, this uh, list I had 400 responses and 26 28 30 top skills and four of the top five top skills were were uh, soft skills so there was communication there was um listening there was um 
trying to think questioning you know good good curiosity and question asking and and technical skills were right down the list and then it was like well that's probably why it's not a natural fit for university courses because it's not teaching the technical skills it's more about the the critical thinking the anal analytical skills so then how do we build out a course for that and that's the point i got to where i presented a talk at, at uk star the conference um, and I got quite a lot of feedback from the community and other people have started going out. And now I'm at the point where we're trying to spread the word um, and try and bring that word out further and trying to get either get more universities to pick it up or to try and find other ways in which we can get that interest in the testing industry. You know, uh, in Uruguay, I, I was collaborating as a teacher uh, for a, okay. a, a subject in software testing. But yeah. as I say, that, that's why I asked if it was optional, because in this case, it was at the, at the end of the career and it was yeah. a, an optional subject. So I think for, for people working as developers today, we are forming them, giving this idea of that testing is something that you do at the end <laughs> and as an optional thing, you know? No, nobody told me that, a career in software testing was something that I could be thinking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So um, how can we help with this? Because you, you mentioned that you're trying to get more universities teaching uh, or, or considering these syllabus you prepare, right? Well, we're not at the point of preparing a syllabus as such yet, although it's something that we'd like to work on. And actually, this is something the testing peers have picked up as a, as a group now, um, that we will reach out to all of the UK universities. We're starting with the UK. We don't want to go too big just yet, but we'll start with the UK um, and uh, speak to all the university computer science departments that teach computer science and um, just ask them the question, what do you cover with regarding software quality, software testing, just as a starter, and then look at, you know, depending on what responses we get, how can we help them increase the coverage of testing on their syllabuses, even if it's just a case of um, within the software engineering modules, they cover more testing stuff or whether we are able to help them convince them that an, an actual testing module at least is important. But for me, it's also about, it's not just about creating more testers, it's about creating the awareness of testing so that it, developers that come out of university know, as you say, it was optional on a lot of courses, know that testing is important. And actually, it's as important as learning seven different programming languages, which you might do in a three-year computer science degree. So yeah, that's what we're doing. We're looking at reaching out to universities and asking that question of what do you currently cover and how can we help improve that? So I would say the best way of helping is find your local college, university, reach out to them, and ask that same question or if you know someone offer to go and do a careers talk at a university or, or do something along those lines i'd like to make a short pause to thank abstracta for sponsoring this podcast abstracta is a company fully dedicated to software testing that can work with you to push the quality of your product and processes to the next level Apart from the universities, do you have any other um, institutions or academies uh, helping to form, to prepare people for testing? 
Um, I've seen a few. Um, so there's been a few boot camps set up in the in the UK that are running, and they're running as a free free thing at the moment. There's some in in Yorkshire in the UK that are running at the moment. Um, that are sort of training people on testing uh, to to some level, but I'm not seeing a lot in the UK other than you know the usual um certification courses and whatever that go on so um yeah it's um it's quite sparse as far as 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 where people can learn testing other than doing it themselves so that's that's where the biggest problem is i think yeah totally in the last i would say five years there there have been uh, institutions uh, there in uruguay with short careers like one two three years and with the focus on on forming people for testing or mm. test automation like um teaching the basics of programming yeah but i find that there is a gap still with this approach that for them for these people that typically are very young people they uh, find very hard to f to get the first job opportunity you know because yeah. in our industry we typically f look for this expert engineer that can take over all the activities and uh, full stack something you know <laughs> yeah we want we want someone with 25 years experience when they're only 30 right that's that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing yeah we are crazy about that so what can we do in order to change that reality i think i think we as an industry need to need to need to be there to support that intake need to look at the pool of people coming into our industry and what can we do to give them the right tools so if if we're struggling to find people to come into testing roles let's go out and help them get testing roles let's teach them about testing go out to schools and colleges and do careers talks become a stem ambassador and and talk to students about testing get them engaged get them excited about what we do um because i do think that's a part of the view as well is testing's not seen as this exciting career it's seen as a uh, the bolt-on at the end of a development cycle that's you know you don't need to be very clever to do testing it's just you run a few tests and it's out the door which as it, as experts in the industry we know that's not the case um so it's we need to change the narrative of our industry and there's a lot of people that are doing lots of good things i mean Angie Jones with the automation test automation university and stuff like that. That's, that's a big thing to be pushing people towards as a learning resource, the ministry of testing. Um, there's loads of other opportunities as well. There's, there's loads of great resources that can really help you learn more from a testing perspective. Um, but it is, how do we make that more visible to people that aren't in our, aren't, aren't in our, uh, our industry already? Because I think that's the other thing with our industry is we're very good at talking about how great testing is within the confines of our industry. Yeah. But outside of our industry, people still know as little about testing as they knew five years ago. And it's it's how we break those barriers and spread that awareness outside so that when people have to talk about software engineering, testing is a big part of it. It's not just the development methodologies and the life cycles. It's all about the testing as well. And uh, until we break those barriers down, I'm not quite sure how we're gonna where we're gonna get that message across. Yeah. So you are saying that we are good at convincing the people that it's already convinced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And uh, what about the, the the narrative you are you are saying we need to change? Do you have any hint? 
what, what things to take into account to improve our narrative? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's trying to, to articulate it in a way that shows that testing is as important as a development. And that, you know, a good quality piece of software, everyone's working together. It's not just about the code being written in a certain way. It's about it being tested and validated in the right way as well and building the code in the right way in the first place to enable that testing. Um, yeah, I haven't got any key key phrases really to go with that, but it is really about how do we bring that message together that we're all one team working towards the same goal rather than than two separate entities. And you know, different different companies are at different stages. Um, you know, in my in my 15 years experience, I've not worked in a company that's been wholly agile. We've talked about agile, we've paid lip service to agile, but there's still been that divide of development and test and test start the work at the start of the second sprint because developers didn't finish it until the last day of the first sprint. It's all that kind of stuff that isn't really truly agile stuff. So until we get that mindset of we're all collectively working together and testing is as important as development, then there's going to be those, the, the narrative's not going to change, unfortunately. So it's changing that narrative to being more collective. Going back to, to the other topic you mentioned about the different skills and, and, and tools and things like this that we need to mm -hmm. teach uh, the, the future testers that our industry needs and maybe the most important things that are missing? So the limits, the, what I saw the universities were teaching was, um, so the one university that had the module on software testing, it was very much related to the ISTQB foundation certificate. So it was very much the theoretical side of, you know, risk assessments and test plans and test test strategies and writing good test cases and bug reports, which are all very important and fundamental things that need to be learned. But what was missing for me was, okay, how do I actually test it? What is the thought process behind writing a good test? How do I do exploratory testing? And exploratory testing in the terms of actual session-based testing where we, we set ourselves a focus for two hours and we do good exploratory testing rather than it being ad hoc, we're going to click around the screen for a few minutes. Um, and just helping with those good practices. And also it's about learning the critical thinking side of things. You know, how do you question stuff in the right way? You know, what are the right questions to ask at the right point to get the information you need? And and that kind of thing. And also the collaboration with the development side of things and working with developers, knowing how to review code from a testability perspective. These are all skills that I think are crucial to help someone become a good tester. And I know a lot of those are things that the boot camps that I mentioned earlier are trying to put them through along with you know mobile testing accessibility testing all the things that are that that, that complete the package um so yeah there's from what i saw the fundamentals of the courses were very very theory based and very there's only one way to test and actually the beauty of testing is everyone does it differently and we need to make sure we embrace that and give them the tools to be able to to do it to the best of their ability yeah I, i'm thinking also now that uh Maybe the most important skills, the, the soft skills, uh, as you said, are not things that you teach in a subject in, in four months, right? But it's something that you should okay, embed so. in the whole career and put focus in the different subjects in the five, six years uh, 
trying to motivate the person to think in a different way, way to to be more yeah. curious and, and things like this. And also every every programming language I learn, I should be learning how to unit test it. Where I absolutely uh, at least yeah. <laughs> Coding is not only about uh, writing lines of code, it's solving a problem. So to solve a problem, I have to do some exploration, some uh, critique on my own solution, right? Absolutely. And this is, this is my, part of my concern with the, with the academic world at the moment. I, I think more industry com or companies within our industry need to be working with universities in partnerships because I, you know, I, the students I know have gone through university recently are not coming out with any knowledge of what the industry is actually like. They're coming out with, oh, but I've learned to program in seven different languages. I can get a coding job. Well, great. You might be able to code, but how much time of your coding job do you think you're actually going to spend coding? It's yeah. not going to be 100% coding. You're going to be doing lots of other stuff as well that you might not have been taught at university. And that includes testing. And how do we build that pack? How we build that, that learning mechanism that brings the industry and the world of academia closer together. And it's bigger than the testing part. There's a lot more within our industry that's not being covered. But for me, the testing part is, is, is critical that we, we find a way of, of bridging that. Yeah. And maybe that's why the industry doesn't trust that much in the, in the new, in the chassis graduated people, because they are, yeah. they don't, there are many things that they don't know yet. Like com yeah. how to communicate and collaborate with uh, within a team. That's why they prefer to hire someone that already experienced that. Yeah, and I've I've seen companies that have gone with we don't care what the degree is, we just want them to have a degree <laughs> because that shows them some kind of learning. They they can mm. do their own learning rather than actually you've done a computer science degree, so great, you'll be a great coder. They've gone for the, you know, you've shown that you've done three years of discipline self learning. Um, that shows someone that's willing to learn. We'd rather take someone off that than, than actually go into what you've learned on your degree, which it almost becomes, the degree becomes a tick box rather than actually how do we make it more relevant and valid and, and actually feel like you're actually going to go out into a career because of what you've learned on your degree and because of what you've proven you can do. So, yeah, there's a, there's a few gaps there that we need to, need to fix. And I certainly when I've hired graduates in the past, I've looked at ones that have got computer science backgrounds, but the best graduate I hired didn't have any testing experience and was very limited in his coding experience, but he was perfect for what I needed as a tester. So I took him on based on what I could see in potential and the enthusiasm and, you know, he had the passion and he was able to pick it up quite quickly and probably one of the best testers I've ever hired. So, you know, sometimes you have to make that gamble based on what you, what you think they can become. And the passion and the interest is, is, is part of that. Yeah. And, and... and I think, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of nervousness from industry, from companies within the industry as well to, to go out. Well, we can't just go and hire someone who hasn't got any experience because they're a risk. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there are a risk. But, you know, with the right support structure in place and the right training program in place and the, the right mentors within the industry, yeah. they can be as successful as somebody that's coming with all the qualifications possible. So it's setting up the right support structure within our companies to enable that to, to happen. Yeah, you change the risk for a huge opportunity for you, Absolutely. for the company and for the person especially. Yeah.
right? Yeah. And I, I find amazing what you are doing of trying to get feedback from the industry and provide that feedback to the university to allow them to prepare in a better way the new professionals that, that the industry needs. Yeah. And we need to, to improve that type of connection between industry and academia. Yeah, so much needed. Simon, I have a, uh, a couple of final questions for you. Sure. Uh, one of them is if you have any habit to recommend to uh, people to form in order to improve our productivity, our happiness <laughs> in our daily <laughs> lives. Um. So other than the obvious ones of take a break and don't don't um, don't don't spend too much time on meetings all day long every day. Um, but no, I would say is from a testing perspective, for me, the habit has been try and find every opportunity to learn something new and to talk about it with other people, whether they be testers or non-testers within your organization. Anything you can do to help spread the word helps improve the culture of quality across the organization. And that's something that I'm very passionate about driving as well is is testing isn't something it should be left just to the test team that's something as a as a as a group collective we should be pushing that agenda across an organization and, and learning finding opportunities to learn i've recently been pushing one of my team to learn exploratory testing and i've been learning it with him so we've been doing the book together we've been talking about it regularly i've helped him push exploratory into our current testing process And I'm doing that as I'm as I go along. I try and bring someone on the journey with me and, and and do do that together. Because I think the more we learn, the better we make ourselves, the better we make our teams. Sure. And um, do you have any books to recommend? So one book that's my reference go-to now, it's one that Erica mentioned a few weeks ago on the pod as well. I think uh, Leading Quality. Um I've got a lot of time for Ron and, and OAs. I've I've done a few uh webinars and stuff with Ron as well so it's um yeah it's a really good book such easy to read and it's so invaluable to testers and non-testers alike to learn the importance of quality with an organization and the one I've been doing a lot more recently is explore it with Elizabeth Hendrickson um that's a very good one to pick up exploratory testing I'm reading Leading Quality since Erica recommended and I, I haven't finished it yet but I'm already recommending it to other people because it's great yeah Yeah, absolutely. And Ron Ron came to my internal um, test community a couple of months ago and gave a talk and gave a couple of copies of the book away. And, and we've got the audio book and stuff as well within the team. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a book that's very heavily used now. Yeah. Great. Simon, thank you so much. Is there anything you would like to invite our listeners to do to subscribe to your podcast, reach out or something? Yeah, I think the podcast is the big one. Um, Yeah, give us a follow on uh, whatever podcasting tool, Testing Peers, or testingpeers.com is our website. Follow us on any of the socials. We're just, yeah, we'd, we'd love to know whether we're doing something good or not, or not. So, yeah, please let us know. Again, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you here. Let's keep in touch. Brilliant. Thanks, Fede. Bye-bye. I hope your sense for quality got better after this conversation. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe to Quality Sense Podcast. Tell your friends, your family, your colleagues or whoever you think can benefit from listening to it. I hope to see you soon. Adios amigos.